Welcome back. Richard, it's good to see you this morning. Good morning. Good to see you too. And happy Father. It's not the topic that we're going to talk about today, but happy Father's Day. Uh, Same to you. Thank you. Yes. Today, we're we're going to kind of jump right into it. Um, Again, it's Father's Day, and we're not going to talk about Father's Day because we're going to continue our conversation from last week, which, you know, I've already over the course of this past week, talked to a lot of people about this, that topic. We, we were talking about schools and, and the four factors that are really driving some of this change in, um, in our education system. Uh, those four things being, you know, sort of, sort of the shift of things that started with No Child Left Behind, uh, significant advancements in the internet and, and YouTube and, and just accessibility of things. Uh, this phenomenon referred to as a grade recovery uh, that, that we that every student is very keenly aware of. And, um, and we would, you know, there's no way that you can not mention the, the issues that have presented from COVID. So those four factors are really forcing and, and pushing a lot of change in schools. Um, but then over the course of this past week, some new, some more information came out. It was, it was uncanny. Um, you know, we talked about those four things and how, it has dramatically changed education, the way education works, the way kids go to school and their attitude towards school. And um, so we talked about that last week. And you mentioned what we think are the four contributing factors to how education has changed. And then here's this massive, massive uh, for um, uh, for popular press. It's massive because it was several articles that, that dove deeply into a single issue. It wasn't just the headline. Uh, somebody, these reporters uh, did some research and um, and they presented this the following week. You know, it started to appear, I think, Monday. Um, yeah, it started to appear Monday after we did our podcast over the weekend. And so it was interesting to see their perspective. And so we thought, well, let's add that to ours. And because it, it helps to complete the picture of what um, challenges are facing sc- all schools, not just public education, Public schools are most affected because they have to educate all children. But this is affecting education in every school at every level. Absolutely. And so these articles came from USA Today. um, And and as you said, there's 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 three different articles that we're going to, um, you know, run through today. Um, But they talk about they, they, they all focus on different specific issues. And the first is a, is an article written by Aliyah Wong, and, and it's really focusing on the issue of absenteeism. And again, you know, it's it's being um, being being married to a teacher, you, you hear about these kinds of issues. But um, my goodness, um, there are a lot of students who just don't go to school. <laughs> there are a lot of, and there are a lot of teachers. Yeah. Just go to school. Absolutely, kids, It seems like with the pandemic, more kids are feeling okay to stay home. I mean, kids and parents are saying, "I don't need to go to school today." You know, all they're going to do is show movies, or it's testing time, and I don't need to go to school today, or I don't feel good today, or I have a cold. More and more and more kids, large numbers of kids are missing school at a time when they should be catching up from all that they lost because of the pandemic. Right. Instead, we have these high absentee rates. Right. I, I, absolutely. And I, and I think that that is an important piece that we have to, that we'd like everyone to hold on to and consider as we, as we talk about these different issues. And that is um, 
kids fell behind over the last three years. You right. know, since the since the onset of of COVID, kids have fallen behind. Um, that is in part because, my goodness, they, they were just out of school. You know, right. the, the entire last quarter uh, of the 2019-2020 school year, um, they were in school sporadically in the 2020-2021 school year. Um, and, and as we're talking about now, it continues that so f- many students are missing and, and teachers are missing school on a regular basis. That's right. Um, and when it comes to teachers, the there, there are these issues with, and I can't remember the number that you told me um, that you heard the other day about the, just the, the volume of and the magnitude of teacher shortage that we're experiencing um, all over the place. Right. Yeah. There's a county, uh, Hillsborough County, which is Tampa, essentially. Um, they have a, they're 1,000 teachers short. Right. And so, and that, but that's happening in every county in probably across the country. Um, when we talk about absenteeism, we're not only talking about taking a day here or there, we're talking about, we don't have enough teachers to staff all of our classrooms. I mean, the, the, the mathematics of it is we simply have too few teachers and that means you have to scramble around. We have almost no substitute teachers, right? Um, People just don't want to do it. And there are too few people going into education. There are many leaving. Okay. They're retiring or if they can leave, they do leave. And as, but as schools become battlegrounds and, and you're aware of all these fights that school boards have and they're arguing about books and arguing about gay and arguing about this, teachers are getting caught in the middle. Right. And so as schools become battlegrounds, teachers don't want to be caught in all that. And so they just drop out. Um, and you, we all know about the discipline issue in schools. If you talk to a lot of teachers, the, the discipline issues are driving teachers out. Um, there was a famous story about a teacher who was shot by a first grader this past year. Yeah. Uh, she's not returning. She, she's she's going to leave the profession. Yeah. Um, many of them, and many teachers who are staying, maybe they're just staying because they have to finish their time so they can get their retirement and get their insurance benefits. Well, we don't want, <clears throat> we don't want, we want teachers to stay, but not just for the benefits. We want right. them to stay because that's their profession. So between low pay and burnout and political pressures, more and more teachers are leaving the state. Absolutely. Um, and they're leaving, but but there's other, you know, collateral um, as well, because we yeah. have shortages of bus drivers, of cafeteria workers, you know, support staff, school psychs, school counselors, social workers. Um, yeah. we're, we're short administrators even. And um, and it's because in in part at least because the the pressures and the expectations are are so significantly different now than they were you know four or five six years ago i mean they were getting difficult already and now they're they're even more difficult and so you know there's lots of issues related to burnout there's lots of issues related to you know so many of the of these problems um and it's leading politicians to making, you know, decisions that are sometimes confusing, like, like here in Florida, um, you know, um, veterans right. can become teachers, can, can apply and become teachers, um, at least temporarily until they pass the, the teacher um, exam, um, even if they don't have the educational background to be a teacher. Or training. Right. Or training to be a teacher, they can become a teacher. And if 
uh, the veteran was an officer, they can become an administrator as long as they can then pass the administrator's test. It's um, confusing because, again, we, we talk about wanting to have high quality teachers and things like that. But yet, you know, as as experienced as a person may be because they were in the military and, and those life experiences that they've had, that is not the same as teaching in a classroom. You know, that's not the same as teaching second graders. Right. That's right. With the behavior management, child development, and all the other right. issues that go into teaching. Yeah. And we're also, besides veterans, Florida is one of the states that we are actively recruiting teachers from the Dominican Republic and other South American countries to come here and fill these vacancies. We just we just don't have enough teachers to fill all the classrooms yeah. and to manage all the kids. Right. So um, so the the um, shortage of trained professional staff is going to be an increasingly important problem as we try to educate these kids who struggled, who missed so much during the pandemic. Right. And, and again, we, we focus a lot there on, on teachers, but the issue too lies with students. You know, there, there are so many students who just do not come to school consistently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just as we talked last week about, you know, grade recovery and some of these things that schools are doing um, and school districts are sort, are sort of requiring teachers to do to, mm -hmm. to allow students to make up for, you know, poor grades. That's also part of it is that they're not in school. They're just not there. And so they're missing instruction. They're missing the opportunity to, to learn some of these things. And then they're kind of getting a, 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 a cliff note, if you remember cliff note versions of, um, of their classes, just so that they can make a good, good enough grades to pass. It's, it's very difficult to comprehend. Right. And some school districts in the country are that have some pretty ingenious ways that are designed to catch kids up. But with the teacher shortage, even those very good ideas can't be implemented because you don't have the teachers to implement them. Uh, you don't, uh, the kids aren't coming and the teachers aren't there. You just don't have the people in the same place. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and as you said, that leads to that the second article, um, and that is that focusing on the idea that students simply are not catching up, you know, by and large, you, you know, there are those students who are doing well and, and there will always be those students, but the overarching pattern is that students are just not catching up. That's right. Yep. Um, you know, we always say, well, what if you were taking algebra one when the school's closed? So you miss nine weeks of instruction. Nobody's making that up. When you when you return to school a year or two later, nobody was going to go back and review all that stuff. You were right. going to now take algebra two, okay, or plain or some other math. The same with science, the same with English. All that stuff was just left behind for very young children, kindergarten, first and second grade, where you have those foundational skills that you're supposed to be learning. Nobody, we're trying to catch kids up, but kids are coming to, you know, a kindergarten kid now gets back in school in second grade, well, he's missed a year and a half of school. So who's going to make all that stuff up? So we're trying to catch them up, but it's not working as quickly as it should. In fact, one teacher was interviewed and said, it's going to take these kids five years to catch up on the stuff that they missed during the pandemic. Right. No, it's not going to happen quickly. 
Absolutely, because in part the expectation has to be that they already have those skills. Right. Um, and then as we as we realize what skills they don't have, you try to go back and you try to fill in those gaps. But the expectation on t- put on teachers I- in schools is that you're also continuing with the curriculum. So That's right. the second yeah. grade curriculum is exactly the same as it always has been for generally speaking. But yet yeah. the teachers know that the students have are missing skills from kindergarten and first grade. And so they're trying to remediate that while at the same time progressing with the second grade curriculum. It It's like it, it's a it it's almost a no win battle with at least when it comes to some students. Right. Um, I was talking to a teacher the other day, she teaches second grade and she said, you know, the second grade curriculum is such that you assume that students have can recognize words and they know their letters and they know their numbers and they can add and do some things. She said, she had a student the other day who cannot recognize the letters. He can sing the alphabet song, Mm-hmm. But he still can't. Re- he doesn't recognize the letters, and it's it's just that he's he hasn't had enough exposure. He hasn't had enough experience to do that. Maybe he was out of school. Maybe he has some other problems. But here's a kid in second grade who is essentially functioning at a pre kindergarten or kindergarten level, and that's not. He's not the only one. There are lots. They're not bringing those second grade skills because they missed much of kindergarten and first grade. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the again, while there are some students who are are doing well, there there are many who are continue to be behind and and again, not catching up Um, when you when you compound the issue of the the staff shortages that we talked about a minute ago with, you know, few teachers, um, classrooms in, in critical areas like, you know, and I say critical areas because they are sort of. Um, at least here in Florida, you know, a student has to pass algebra, for example, right. to, to graduate high school. If you don't pass algebra, that's one of the main standards, one of the primary standards for graduating high school. Um, you know, what do you think about having an algebra class that's being taught by a substitute who's not necessarily a math expert? Um, or, or three substitutes over a over a three or three month period. Right. And so, you know, you you have these issues that are just you know, interfering with those students' ability to catch up. And, but, but again, the expectation is that this is our new normal. Um, We we are going, going back to what, what we think normal should be, but we're not attending to and and taking into account some of these issues. That's right. And, And while teachers are trying to get everybody caught up, it's putting more stress on them. So they're, they're experiencing higher levels of stress and depression and burnout um, and so that's working against it. And also, if you talk to any teacher, any school, they will tell you kids' attention spans are very, very short these days. Um, yeah. It's very difficult to keep them engaged. It seems like they went on this extended vacation during the pandemic. And when they came back, they just don't know how to go to school anymore. They, right. Their attention spans are short, their attitude toward work, their attitude toward teachers all that changed during the pandemic and and it all that is making this catch up more difficult right and then as we transition sort of to the to the third article um and i think that this is this is the um 
this is the straw that 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 often breaks the, the camel's back. And that is the 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 discipline problem problem. The the problem with discipline in, in schools and um and, you know this is just I, I think that this is the thing that I hear the most from from teachers, where that is that students are just um students are just different. Um, many students are just different. Um, you know, you you hear stories in middle school, um, sixth graders, you know, um, ripping um, ripping urinals. That was one that we heard this year. Ripping urinals off the walls in the bathroom at, at school. You know, recording themselves and and posting in these things on on TikTok and um, you know fights and students just saying whatever they want to say uh, to teachers knowing that by and large teachers are relatively limited in what they can do in response. That's right. right. You know, what do you do with all, I mean, they're dealing with so many problems at one time. And now you have kids who, when they return to school, returned with um, not a, many students returned to school and they were fine. They got back into, they got back into a routine and they're doing okay. But we always we knew before the pandemic that twenty percent of kids were struggling. Mm-hmm. Well, now that twenty percent is struggling even more, and you have a large. It's more than twenty percent, so you have right. a larger percentage of kids who are struggling, and they're struggling with more significant behavioral problems, right. behavioral and, and attention and attitude problems. So not only has the number increased, there was a survey done. And 70% of teachers in this survey, there's over a thousand teachers in the survey, students are misbehaving more now than they did before the pandemic. So we know the pandemic has had some effect. It's had some impact on the way kids are approaching school and the number and kinds of disciplines that schools are discipline problems that kids are dealing with. Right. And so then you, you have to then consider this sort of, somewhat of a catch 22 that we find ourselves in. We, we have, you know, teachers who are struggling because of pressures from legislation and from expectations. And then you have students who are not consistently at school and students who aren't catching up and students who are simply misbehaving. And a right. teacher has to manage and govern all of that while also progressing in the curriculum to the point where students are going to be able to pass state mandated tests and, and some of those kinds of things. And, and, and they're going to succeed in the classroom with the expectation that all of the students are going to pass the class, whether they're there, whether they're ripping urinals off the wall or whether they're whatever it is that they're doing, that the teacher, the, the teacher is going to be able to reach those students and make those students, um, you, you know, succeed in this class. That is a task that I I don't know is fair to ask teachers to to accomplish. Right. I I I I don't want to say impossible because there are many teachers doing the impossible, mm-hmm. uh, and and you you have to I just stand in in adoration for those teachers who are managing these circumstances. Because when you think it, you know you're trying to catch kids up from all that they missed with fewer teachers with more significant behavior problems right. with kids who are missing more school. 
I mean, right. talk about a perfect storm. I don't know how teachers do it. Right. I, I, I recently talked to someone who is teaching summer school. Um, mm-hmm. Summer school is, I, I think, from what I understand, summer school is about eight weeks or not, not eight weeks, sorry, eight days. It's two weeks long. Um, two weeks. To try to help students catch up on like a semester's worth of, of schoolwork. Again, that seems that blows your mind a little bit that you're going to do uh, nine weeks, sorry, 18 weeks of work in um, eight, in two weeks. But um, it's so it's eight days. And there are students who come there and just fall asleep, just go to sleep. And you say, look, you, you have eight days and you can you can make up this credit so that you don't have to use it, use up an elective next year. You can you can make it up. Yeah, you know. They just go to sleep or they they play their, you know, they put in head earbuds and listen to music. Um, and, and you don't so you don't even know why they're there, except that it's probably better to be there than at home sometimes. But um, but you know, the teachers this is where I feel for teachers because teachers take it personal, you know, they 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 take pride in their work and they want to be successful and and they have teachers have been taught that your success is is based upon or rooted in a student's performance in your class and right. so when you have students who refuse mm-hmm. then this the teacher takes that personal and says that okay that that means i'm not successful that means that you know mm-hmm. I, I can't do something that i should be able to do mm-hmm. and, and right. it's not them it's not the teachers necessarily no and so these behavior problems that we're hearing so much about today and, and no matter who you talk to whether you're talking to students or teachers or parents, it doesn't matter. Everybody's talking about the dis- the increased discipline problems in schools. And what it's doing is it's, is it's tempting and driving some states and school boards to bring back those real harsh disciplinary measures. We got to, we got to yeah. crack. Okay. What do you, what are they going to do? They start suspending, expelling, bringing police into schools. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you misbehave, you, you don't get disciplined, you get arrested. And so yeah. you turn to the school, what was called the school to prison pipeline. And so those harsh measures, which didn't work, and, and many districts abandoned them. Now the pandemic hits, disciplines, discipline problems increase. And so many school boards are saying, we got to crack down and they're going to bring back those very policies that didn't work before the pandemic. Right. But catch 22. You know, what do you do? Right. Yeah. So we and this isn't even to go into the whole issue of of how um, because students have lost so much of these time, this time, especially during those formative years in early elementary, they, they lost those experiences, those opportunities to build those skills. So they don't have the social skills and um, social awareness. Um, so we try to build like social emotional learning into the school system. And then that comes under attack by, you know, pol- you know, in politicians and policies um, and, and different groups who who oppose those ideas. It, it's like, you know, how do you win? How, how do you find success or, or at least a path towards success in, in that climate? You know, before the pandemic, we used to talk about it took four years to get a kid ready for kindergarten. It took parents four years to get a kid ready for kindergarten. If that didn't happen, if a kid came to kindergarten and wasn't ready, Mm -hmm. teachers 
got that kid ready. By kindergarten, first and second grade, they got the kids socialized. And by third grade, most kids didn't have those problems anymore. Right. That was missed during the pandemic. Right. The, those, those three years, kindergarten, first and second grade, where teachers could socialize kids and get them ready for school, that didn't happen. Right. So now these kids come back in second or third grade without the advantage of being socialized in how to act and behave and go to school. Right. Okay. We have that group. So the challenges are many. Um, the challenges, you know, teacher shortage, staff shortage, discipline problems, the political turmoil that we see, especially in an election year. What right. are we talking about? Are we talking about absenteeism at a political level? Are we talking about absenteeism? Are we talking about discipline? Are we talking about kids? No, we're talking about banning books, right. critical race theory, social emotional learning, African-American history, this the assault on woke we hear in Florida. If you live in Florida, you can't escape it. That's what everybody, that's what is the, that's what's being driven. Mm -hmm. That's what's being talked about. The problems that exist are not being discussed, are not being solved, are not being funded. Mm -hmm. It's all this other stuff like critical race theory. Critical race theory has never been taught in right. anywhere except in law schools. Okay. It's, it's a red herring. There's, that's not the problem. Right. Teacher burnout is a problem. Yeah. But who's talking about teacher burnout? Who's talking about helping teachers? Nobody. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so as we look for solutions, um, yeah. I mean, again, let's let's be um, honest and, and also um, more pessimistic than I like. There, there's not a lot of, of solutions right. outside of, you know, having these conversations and saying we need to do something different, you know, the, um, I, you hate the idea that this group of student uh, students who, who miss that kindergarten first, second grade experience as you were just talking about, you hate the, We hate the idea that those students we're just going to have to keep working to get them through and hope that this ne the next group that that's coming is going to, be able to adapt and adjust and, and do better so that eventually it gets back to some semblance of um, of control and, and I would put normal in quotations, whatever normal is. Um, but, but as long as we're focusing on the wrong thing, the solutions that we're coming up with aren't going to work because we're finding solutions for the wrong problem. That's right. That's right. You know, when, when I hear politicians talk about education, assaulting assaults on the system you know this it's very easy to criticize schools we've been doing it for 100 years 200 years assaults on the system are still assaults it doesn't matter whether they're coming from elected officials people running for office or what are called concerned citizens concerned parents an assault is an assault it's not a solution right. so this screaming at school boards that's an assault on the system it's not a solution Right. Vouchers is not going to be a solution. Posting the Ten Commandments. Uh, somebody drafted a bill in Texas. They wanted to post the Ten Commandments in every classroom. That's not going to be a solution. Right. Whether you do it or not, doesn't matter. Not going to be a solution. Harsh disciplinary measures. Suspending kids, expelling kids, banning books. Don't say gay. Restricting speech. Those are not solutions right. to the problems, to the real problems that we have in schools. 
So don't buy this snake oil that people are trying to sell us. Right. These are not the problems, and we should we should be moving towards solutions. There right. are ways to solve. Just ask teachers; they can tell you how to solve these problems. But Absolutely. but vouchers aren't going to solve it, and don't say gay is not going to solve it. Right. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, it, what it sometimes reminds me of is, um, you know, when you coach, if you if you coach a, a youth or, or peewee league team or, or something, you know, you, you have those parents who do all the coaching from the sidelines. You know, they they're they're screaming and yelling sometimes in direct opposition for what you're trying to get your 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 players to do. And that's what it reminds me sometimes of what's happening when with with the concern, as you said, the concerned citizens or some of the politicians and stuff, it's like these are the sideline. They don't want to be in the classroom. They don't want to be in the building itself work, doing the work. Um, they want to be on the sideline looking in and saying, oh, no, this is what needs to happen. Well, for that to happen, all these fundamental things, all these underlying things have to be addressed first. And teachers know that. And so we have to build relationships relationships between parents and teachers, relationships between teachers and students. Um, we, we have to listen to what the teachers are telling us and, and include everyone that's involved, parents, teachers, administrators, students, right. all of these people have to be involved in finding the solution. It can't just be, um, you know, someone in, in, you know, Tallahassee or in the, in the Capitol that's telling us what has to happen. That's right. Uh, this top-down approach or these other what are called solutions, what we just went through, um, they're not going to work. Somebody, they the coaches have to stop yelling from the sidelines and they have to get together. They have to get everybody in one right. place and address these. These are complex problems. The, the problems that we're facing in education today are complex problems. There is no single solution is going to work. Right. What we have to do is work together to solve the real problems that exist. And sometimes you have to put your private agenda on hold. Right. Um, you may not like Harry Potter books, but Harry Potter books is not the problem. Those are not the problem in education today. So right. let's solve these real problems right. and then we can still discuss these other problems. But let's not let the tail wag the dog here. Let's not... Let's not worry about transgender youth in schools when most teachers are struggling as much as they're struggling. I mean, there are other problems that we need to address. I'm not saying we shouldn't address all problems. I'm saying let's take care of the real problems that are causing the real problems for most teachers and most students. Absolutely. Um, and, and there's so much more that could be said about that, but we're, we're going to we're going to close it off there for this week. Um, we're going to keep on this topic and keep on these issues because um, this isn't going away. This is going to be a problem. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the summer months now and school will be starting back in, you know, a month and a half or two months. And um, we'll be we'll be looking at many of this much That's of right. you know you you said something i don't know and i i apologize for extending this for a few seconds but maybe we're just dealing with the pig and the python maybe mm -hmm. maybe there's this covid group and they're just going to go through school yeah. as, a, as as sort of this bulge like baby boom but everybody else coming through will get what we call a normal normal right. a normal education and it's just these what we're now calling covid kids well, he's a COVID kid, so it's going to affect them all the way through school. Whereas yeah. this these groups coming in, 
will have a more regular, predictable kind of education that we all recognize. Yeah, we just have to hope that everybody survives um, that because, as we said before, we, you know, we're, we're losing so many people in education, so many teachers. Right. Many teachers are dropping out. Yeah. So they have to, they have to make it through this. So, right. all right, yep. well, that is it for today. As I said, we, we will be back and we will keep talking about this topic because it is it is so important. So until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Mm-hmm.